What's up, true believers, and welcome to episode 19 of a Marvel Mondays initiative here on the Penultimate Conquest. Today's topic of our discussion is the season one finale of Loki, entitled For All Time, Always, part of our MCU in review series here. But before we get into that discussion, we have a little bit of housekeeping to get out of the way. If you're watching this on YouTube, please consider giving us a like, comment, subscribe, hit that bell. You're notified when we got new videos coming out. Please also don't forget to subscribe to us on Twitch at the Penultimate Conquest on Twitch. Because remember, we got a bunch of great shows. The Penultimate Game Show, which where we talk about board games, right, Ruben? Yeah. All the latest news in board games. Uh, our TV episode, and movie. It's one yeah. episode a year. Right. Uh, our TV and movies podcast entitled The Cross Media Show. Our anime show entitled Anime Nation. And maybe other shows down the line. Who knows? We're just getting started with this thing. So, uh, we also have a stream and podcast update. So this week, Ruben is going to be streaming Skyward Sword with or without Joy-Cons, Ruben? Uh, with Joy-Cons. With Joy-Cons, he will be doing motion control because... No, no, what? No, I'm not doing motion controls. I'm just if you're using Joy-Cons, Ruben... No, it's going to be in the, the, the grip thing. The grip thing? Yeah. You got tiny hands, Ruben? Yeah. Okay. All right, so that magical voice that you just heard is my co-host for the evening, the director here at the Penultimate Conquest, Mr. Ruben Guerrero. Ruben, how are you? How are you on Monday, July 19th? Listen, it's a beautiful Monday, guys. We had a great episode of Loki, and I'm excited for the future of the MCU. Mm -hmm. We will get into that in a little bit, my friend. Don't you worry. So... As always, we have some lovely co-host slash guest slash whatever, really, <laughs> here we have on the episode. And so let's introduce them. First up, back with us here on the channel is the Kale. Kale, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I just woke up, so this mm. will be interesting. All right. It's always good to get a podcast out of the way as soon as you wake up. Feels like it's everyone's mantra now. Ever since the internet really exploded with this stuff back in 2015, you gotta have a podcast. You gotta start with a podcast like a bowl of cereal. Or else, what's the point? Next up, host of the PlayStation Plus podcast, Vinny. Vinny, how are you, my friend? Not too bad. Can't complain. Can't complain. Uh, my fourth cup of coffee, but I'm sure it's not. that's an issue for later. Has it been that size every time? I think I had a medium, like, at some point. Your hand kind of shook there when you bought that coffee. <laughs> Are you sure four is okay for you? We're going to find out. It's all about testing gotcha. your limits. I oh, just God. noticed the Planet Express logo in the back of your room right there. It's very nice. Mm, thank you. From a small indie show called Futurama. You should check yeah. it out, everyone. Not many seasons. Yeah, not, 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 enough, not enough episodes. Um, all right. Before we get into this episode of Loki, we got some Marvel news to go through. First up, it is Dr. Stephen Strange's birthday himself. Benedict Cumberbatch's 45th birthday is today. Very excited. He's about to have a lot of work on his hands. So I hope he enjoyed his birthday today. Got some relaxing in because he's about to be busy. Yeah. Shout out to all the Cumber bitches. Out there, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're. Uh, I'm sure they're enjoying today. I was reminded of the video where he walked into the New York Comics uh, shop dressed as Doctor Strange, 
and just that whole interaction yeah. that was very nice. So I imagine like you're working in a comic shop and all of a sudden Doctor Strange is right in front of you, like holy shit, oh my god. Um, so I, this guy takes his cosplay too hard. So <laughs> uh, what a dork. Hi, I'm Stephen Strange. What? Oh my six god! Months. I'm so sorry. Six months later, you see him on the big screen. You're like, oh, now everything makes sense. Uh, some other things. Uh, filmmaker Bassam Tariq, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, is in talks to direct the Blade movie. Um, he let me, I looked up his filmography a little early. He has a few short films. He did one film. Let me sh- make sure I got the actor's name right. Um, do, 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 do. Riz Ahmed. Am I also pronouncing his name correctly? Um, Riz Ahmed. Yeah. Riz Ahmed. Okay. Mogul Mowgli. Um, directed that film. Apparently, it was pretty good. It has some short films under his belt. So, probably a young up and comer directing uh, Blade movie. God, I hope the Blade movie is great. Um. So yeah. Uh, some other things. Um. Black Widow um, suffered what apparently is the largest Friday-to-Friday drop in MCU history, which is interesting, like, considering just, like, the climate of how movies are done now and everything, that's not, you know, that's not unexpected. I mean, probably everyone went to go see it first weekend. A lot of people saw it at mm-hmm. Disney+. Plus, and then, because a lot of people... We're like, you know, this wasn't an Avengers movie, so this is just a Black Widow movie. So you have to take a lot of things into account. Um, so still not bad. Like that movie still broke a bunch of records week one for what it is. And I think it's interesting the conversation, like relative to pre-pandemic, um, the opening would not have been that great considering like the MCU is done. But like when we're still in the middle of a pandemic, the kind of weekend it had, and reviews wise, I think it did really well. So. I hope it still chugs along. I'm hoping, I predict it's going to end up with like Ant-Man the Wasp numbers. I think it's going to end up with like 650 at the end. So what what, what do y'all think Black Widow is going to end up with at the end of its theatrical run? Total worldwide box office. Oh, total world, yeah. Uh, Ruben, yeah, I'm going to start with you first. Uh, I have no idea. I don't really Give me a guess. I don't know. I don't know what's a good number. I don't know what's a bad number, you know? I guess well, um, well, a good number would be you know two point seven nine billion dollars. Well, how much <laughs> is it? Isn't uh, the the like the projected box number box office number that they try to reach is like triple the production? It really depends because like the production for it looks like two hundred million dollars. Um, so it depends on the movie. Really, we don't know how much was spent with marketing. That- um and everything so i don't think i saw what a break even number for the movie was but again this is one of those things where like relative to what the world is in right now yeah like it, it's really hard to judge these things it really is yeah. uh kale you well, got something oh yeah they're probably not gonna make a profit on this for sure um but i'm sure they insured the crap out of it and they they probably weaseled their way enough to get covid insurance on the film so they'll they'll on the back end make profit, but like, like for box office returns, like, I don't think it's going to make, I don't think it's going to break 400 million or I just feel bad for like Scott Johansson, all this cast. Cause it's a really good movie as we talked yeah. last year on the show. It's a really, really great movie. Um, and it's just, it got, you know, the short end of the stick just for 
the last almost two years with everything that's going on in the world. So, um, but I'm glad it did review well. Like that, that's a good thing. It, it still shows that you know the Marvel train in terms of all this stuff is still really good. You know, it did all those wonderful numbers. You know, in a pandemic box office, and so shout out to that, Vinny. I didn't ask you. What do you think the end box office numbers are going to be for Black Widow? Uh, yeah, no, kind of right where you are. Like, be lucky to a hundred. Like, like you pretty much said. Like, I think this is honestly best case it could have done. Like, I this is one of those things. This movie had everything going against it. I really don't see a a situation where it could have done better. Which sucks. Okay. It's just the reality of the world. Well, okay. yeah. it's interesting that you say that, Vinny, because I think it could have probably done better if it wasn't released on Disney+. Plus. Mm. <laughs> well, I think with that right there, you still have this thing where people are probably still a little bit hesitant to go to movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I hopefully, maybe around the time Shang-Chi comes well, around. Well, for my... Whoops, sorry. My province just opened up literally last Friday. So, like, I couldn't even see it in yeah, the Yeah, Can- Canada is... Um, yeah. Canada's a whole other thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't well, live in Canada, so... Yeah, um, I, I think yeah. domestically it would have it would have opened to maybe a hundred million if they didn't put it on Disney Plus. But you know, adding they got sixty million extra dollars, right? Putting yeah. it out on Disney Plus. Yeah, but then it opens up to piracy, which there's definitely yeah. going to be piracy. You know, even if they didn't release it on Disney Plus. But I think like you just made it literally the easiest thing in the world for people to just and then like there was that article you put in the chat Vinny which is like rumor and speculation at this point that Disney okay. is going to be ending the premiere access with Jungle Cruise like i said this is all speculation this isn't like confirmed by Disney or anything so um cuz i think they did say that uh Chi is going to be theaters like it's not releasing on premiere or anything and i think it's doing the thing where it's going to be in theaters for 45 days and then it's going to be on premiere video on demand it's not going to be on disney plus yet um so we'll see how that goes it'll Um, be three months before it comes to disney plus from date of release so we'll see that um uh two more things here let's get uh for me personally the fun one out the way then we got the big piece of news um rumors again take this with a grain of salt everyone Rumors state that Henry Cavill met with Marvel Studios in London this past week. So, not uh, not getting my hopes up there, but let's go. Just trying you, to figure out. What's your crossover? Yeah, what would, <laughs> what would you like to see Henry Cavill play? Kang the Conqueror. I mean, uh... <laughs> let's, um... I mean, he can let's work. Let's see. You know? What's the, what's the, um... God, I always forget his name. the The Superman ripoff in from Marvel. Captain uh, Marvel. Oh, no, it's no. um. I know you're talking about um, Supreme or it's something with an S. Yeah, I know who you're saying. Uh, so yeah, just get him to do that. It stands for hope. <laughs> uh, a clothing yeah. company, Supreme. Like, there's so many, so many people I could see him being. I want him to be a villain. Like it'd be sweet really? if he was a villain. Hmm. Um, Interesting. So I wanted uh, to be the Russian bear guy from whatever the Russian <laughs> yeah. are. Think about this. Perfect. Uh, well, the Russian bear guy was in um, Black Widow. Was he? Uh, he, was, the, he was. He was the big guy that got his wrist broken. Yeah. Oh. So Jeremy calls him the big bear and stuff because that character went on gotcha. to be. Uh, all right. So, um, uh, 
didn't happen last week, but this past week we got the Emmy nominations. Wait, um, you, for you didn't say what you wanted him to be. I had to think about it, okay? Because okay. <laughs> like, there's like hero, villain, other characters who I want to be. So I'll think about that. So the uh, the uh, Emmy nominations just came out, and Marvel Studios made history with 28 nominations for WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Because this is such a big deal, I'm just going to go through all these Emmy nominations. going to go by real quick. Um, first off, uh, let's do Falcon and Winter Soldier first. It got five Emmy nominations. Uh, one for Outstanding Sound Editing for a Comedy or Drama Series, one hour. Outstanding Special Visual Effects in a Season. Outstanding Stunt Coordination. Outstanding Stunt Performance. And... Don Cheadle gets a nomination for guest actor in a drama series for his, you know, one and a half probably minute of screen time yeah. on it. Ninety eight like, seconds. Yeah. For like for about for I was expecting it to probably get a little bit more. Like it's crazy that, you know, probably Anthony Mackey didn't get any nomination for anything, but well, he's got America. We can't yeah. Well, I think they actually put this up as an actual drama series. They didn't put this up like WandaVision with like a limited series. So oh. we'll see how that goes. But speaking of WandaVision, it came in with an astounding 23 nominations. So I'm going to start these from the bottom and go all the way up. Uh, outstanding visual effects in a season or movie. Outstanding sound mixing for a limited or anthology series. Outstanding music supervision. Outstanding sound editing. Outstanding original main title theme music. Outstanding original music for Agatha All Along. So Agatha All Along got an Emmy nomination. That's great. Uh, outstanding musical composition, outstanding period and or character makeup, outstanding main title design, outstanding period and or char- character hairstyling, outstanding single camera picture editing for a limited series, outstanding fantasy sci-fi costumes, outstanding for a limited or anthology series, outstanding casting, excuse me, I skipped that, outstanding production design for a narrative program, outstanding writing for a limited series, uh, the all-new Halloween Spectacular film before a live studio audience and previously on got that nomination. Outstanding directing for a limited series. Outstanding supporting actress for Katherine Hahn. Outstanding lead actor for Paul Bettany. Outstanding lead actress for Elizabeth Olsen. And there outstanding limited series. Okay. All right. So yeah. that's a lot. That's insane. I'm glad that Katherine Hahn, Paul Bettany, and Elizabeth Olsen get nominations for that. It just shows that, look, like, our Marvel stuff is improving in quality. But, like, Eric, I have one question for you. Mm. Where's Elizabeth Salson's Oscar? Okay. For what? For, it. for WandaVision. So, Elizabeth Olsen's Oscar from the Academy for Television. Yes. She had okay. to have sex with um, Thanos. I'll, um, Give her an Oscar. That's, uh, <laughs> that movie that's sucks, a, by the way. Fuck that movie. A, that's a different timeline um so all right i'm, I'm gonna be hey, to the oscars now. it's all so, canon now yeah everything um, is canon <laughs> so yeah good for them i'm glad elizabeth olsen um got her nomination and i think she has a good shot because she does a really damn good job yes, um does. so that is our news for the week from marvel That's so the now way the news goes it's time to get into this season six finale episode Season six finale, season one finale, <laughs> yeah, episode six, six of man. Loki. So, um, I'm gonna give you your first impressions on this episode. Don't let's not get too crazy, just initial impressions. Uh, Vinny, I'm gonna start with you. What are your thoughts on this episode? 
I guess just gut reaction, it's an interesting ending, especially compared to the other two. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, but there's definitely there's definitely parts where I, you know, took issue, but overall, like, I, I was not disappointed. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, we will definitely get into later. I got a question. I got a discussion question for how it stacks up later. So, all right. Uh, Kale, what about you? Uh, what do you think about this episode? I, I loved it. Um, I love good acting. I love great dialogue. Uh, I love interesting twists to things. So I thought it was one of the best episodes that of the TV shows that have been put forth so far. All right. Ruben, what about you? Chef's kiss. This was perfect. Like for Jeff's kiss, <laughs> Jeff's kiss for a guy who uh, wasn't really interested. The first two episodes, like it, uh, the beginning of the show was okay, but like this made it like straight up to the top. This is my number one Marvel show. I'm so happy. WandaVision, you're like right <laughs> neck and neck right there, but ooh, I'm excited. Uh, initial gut reaction for me um, I'm glad that a Marvel show finally stuck the landing on one of these shows um, that's my problem with the last two Uh, but I think this was the second best episode of the season Um, number one, episode one for me is still the best episode of this season and um, yeah, it's good Um, so uh, I like how this episode started with the hype as fuck opening where we get all the lines from the MCU going out. Um, we got Wakanda Forever. We have, you know, Star-Lord and all them talking. We have all these things happening. And it's just like, oh, are we finally doing it? You can ask Tessa. When we were watching, I'm just like, uh-oh, we're doing it. We're doing it. It's happening. Because um, why else? Why else would you show all these quotes from the MCU going through all this if something big wasn't happening? So um, I enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed seeing like the the interesting the beginning was cool with all the visual effects showing the different you know galaxies yeah um, so and then it shows the citadel which I thought it was a beautiful shot like shout out to like cinematography on this episode because it was really really fantastic um, but we get to the probably the most important part episode that Miss Minutes was in on the whole damn thing all along <laughs> we knew it we all knew it she was working for I don't want to say bad guy. Uh, but she was she was in on the whole thing. I thought she was going to pull out a gun at the end. Well, hey y'all, and then just shoot him up. That's that's what I thought. Cartoon she bullets. She's the uh, one that so. actually kills he who remains. Yeah. So I uh, I thought that was cool. It's my turn to run the TVA, y'all. Uh, sh- shout out to Tara Strong <laughs> for just being amazing and everything. Um. And yeah, I uh, and. So while we were discussing our stuff last week, I'm thinking the whole time, like, all right, are we going to do it? And when Miss Minutes said, he above, like, he who knows everything, I'm like, yep, they're going it. They're doing it right now. And this ain't going to be no Loki variant. This this is, he's coming. Um, But I still, that was still a f- damn fine theory last week, Thank you. Ruben. Even though you were wrong, it was actually probably your best theory you did a good job. Listen, 
I don't know about best theory. I still have my. That's your best theory. That's uh, we don't even have to go into the <laughs> other theories. We don't theory. have to go. We don't have to but go to the other no, theories. No, no, seriously. Uh, even though I was wrong, you know, I got a little TikTok famous, so I'm okay with that. A little TikTok famous. <laughs> yeah. um, maybe we should do it to where you have to put a dollar for anyone that likes your crazy theories as well. So we'll, we'll have to we'll have to I go into have to the rules on that me. one. Yeah, you would have to put in because someone agrees with you. You were able to no, share that great share theory. your asinine theories okay. Okay, with okay. everyone. Okay, all right. Well, we'll discuss this. Uh, later. It, it's it's like the creator fund, so it's ten cents for every like. So yeah, we'll we we'll see how it goes. Um, but we get our introduction. To Jonathan Majors in the MCU here, and not the introduction I was expecting. Um, so he, as we saw, not playing Kang the Conqueror. So I thought that was a little, uh, yeah, he's he's not playing the Kang the Conqueror here, uh, which I thought was a little fun because I remember he did an interview like a few weeks ago that said that Kang the Conqueror will not be in the in the season one finale of Loki. I'm like. Oh, you sly thing! You, you are technically correct, which is the best kind of correct. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, what what do we think about uh, Jonathan Majors as um, Nathaniel? Uh, oh my God, I had a brain fart. Richards. There you go. Our uh, Nathaniel Richards slash he uh, uh, who knows all, all that. So Ruben, start with you. What, what did you think of Jonathan Majors? Honestly, Jonathan Majors. The first thing I saw you in this was, I think it was this year, Lovecraft Country. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. He was good in Lovecraft Country. Don't get me wrong. But, like, this was perfect. I am so excited to see how crazy he gets with the character of Kang the Conqueror as a whole. Like, I'm excited to see more variants if we do. You know, fingers crossed. Um, mm-hmm. Just let him go all out, you know? Like, this is how... I guess this is the actor's version of Taika Waititi, you know? Just let him do whatever the hell he wants. Okay. Does that make sense? That does, because it does. I see okay. I see what you mean. All right, yeah. Uh, uh, Kale, what did you, you think of Jonathan Major's intro? Um, I loved it. <clears throat> Especially, like... So, so, do you, do you, uh, so when they confirmed him as, like... Or when the root... Like, they confirmed him to be in uh, Ant-Man, like, back last year in September which was weird because that movie doesn't come out until 2023. Yeah. But the rumor was he was playing Kang. And like, as soon as he showed up, I was like, Oh my God, they're bringing him in this early. And was like, Oh, that's, that's why they, that's why they sealed his fucking deal all the way back in September. Cause they needed him for this. But like, yeah, he's like, I, I, I loved every second that he was on screen talking. Like I, the, yeah, the first thing I saw, apparently he was in the five bloods, which I didn't watch, but, uh, but like I saw him in Lovecraft Country, and like the progression of his character throughout that season, like went from like this, this sort of like blah main character to like really good, and like I don't want to spoil the ending of that, but like he his character, like the way he evolved his character through that is really good. But like what he did and brought to like everything with this, and like like just playing into this character who like who like who knows what's going to happen next throughout most of the episodes, just it was really amazing. I loved yeah. it. Vinny, what did you think of Jonathan Major's intro to the MCU? So, cards on the table. Like, when he first started talking, I was like, oh no, it's another Mandarin. Like, they they messed it up again. 
I want to hear this. No, but, <laughs> but when he started talking and he started talking about the different, you know, the different variants and all the different stuff, that's when it sort of clicked where I was like, oh, I want to see him just go like go ham with it. Like, I want him to basically be the Stanley cameo for phase four where he pops up in each, you know, different movie, but he's allowed to act and do so like this one's gonna be silly this one's gonna be serious so like it, it allows him to kind of explore that character and do this different ranges so like once i thought of it in that context i was like oh okay i really enjoy it because this isn't kang this isn't you know all the other ones this is he who remains so it's going to be the same actor but i think it's really cool that he's going to be able to play it slightly different in so many different projects going forward yeah um it's interesting you mentioned that because I remember when I was watching and the doors open and I saw him sitting there and I'm like, huh, Kang seems really reserved right now. Because yeah. <laughs> I mean, like Kang being, you know, like he's standing up, he is at full attention. He is like, all right, uh, I am obviously the boss. I'm walking around and you know I'm in charge. And so this one, I'm like, okay, he's going like a little playful attitude here. And then when he says, yeah, I'm just uh, he who remains and stuff, uh, they call me that. I'm like, okay, so it doesn't look like he's going to be Kang. And what interesting thing about Jonathan Majors for me in this, I, this is the first thing I've ever seen him in. Like, I haven't seen Lovecraft Country yet. Um, so I thought he was way older. Like, I thought that the actor, I thought Jonathan Majors was way older. I thought he was in, like, his late 30s when I looked it up and saw that he was 31. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> he's able, I actually thought he was this old person who's like been around through all time that's how good he was i was just like you've been around the universe for quite some time my friend is it because his um, last name is majors sure okay Majors <laughs> sure um yeah i and so i thought i thought he was tremendous i thought he was really good because everyone talks about how good he was because i've also i've never seen the last black man in san francisco either um so everyone yeah. says he was fantastic in that and uh, I was really looking forward to it. Um, you know, I guess with me being superhero pious, I wanted to wait and have my first experience be with MCU stuff. Um, so I thought he did a tremendous job. I'm definitely going to go watch Lovecraft Country now because I want to see more of him. <laughs> uh, I think he was great. Um, and th- which leads me into like another recap of the plot. What did you guys, uh, what did everyone think of um, the explanation of the multiverse? where he talks about, you know, I, from 31st century, uh, there was a multiverse war. I was the one who found it. And, you know, my other variants started conquering. I'm like, ha, 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 I know who that is. And so uh, what what did we all think of how he explained it? Because I thought it was a pretty good explanation for someone who, pro- for people who probably don't know multiverse stuff with marvel or dc mm-hmm. um it's like mm-hmm. look i just found all this stuff and we just talk to each other and that's how we have the multiverse yeah. is because we were all together and then war started and we're everywhere else so ruben how, did you think they did a good job of explaining like giving like a little taste of what the multiverse is going to be going forward absolutely although i did have uh like for me, when I was watching the episode, I did think he was Kang the Conqueror. I just thought he was Kang the Conqueror in the future, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. like a River mm-hmm. Song type situation. Oh yeah, gotcha. Yeah, um, like meeting him at the end of his life. Yeah, right now or something. Yeah, okay. yeah. 
Um, but yeah, this was really Me good expo yeah. uh, exposition. <laughs> I, I think they dumped it down. I was always wondering how they were going to like, you know, get this across the general audience. And I think this was a really good way to do it. I think it helped that, you know, oh, look, there's the single timeline literally right behind me. Right. And you could see branchings happen. Yep. So I thought it was good. Like while he's explaining that you literally, you see the physical representation of what he's talking about where it's, it's branching. Yeah. I also think that it would have been cooler if they just added Miss Minutes doing a cartoon, you know, how they did in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Like just of Jonathan Majors's character, like attacking each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Kale, more Kale, than just what do you, you think of the explanation of the multiverse? I like. I I thought it was really good, especially like you know the whole series is just showing examples of what like what could have been and stuff, and then like bringing that into like no, this is like in the future we had this like there were different things there were different versions of myself we contacted each other some of us wanted to help and then some of us wanted to fight and then like and like but i saved i saved everybody from ex- annihilation because i closed this off from everybody so like it, it was this, it was this beautiful explanation of everything and like 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 even the, like the little rock statues were pretty cool i thought of like those that visualization was pretty cool but yeah i, I mean i would like a more cartoonish like animated version of the fights to go on to see like have some visual representation, but you know, that's also, that's also good that they're not like putting themselves in like a, like shoehorning themselves in. Yeah. Yeah. So be like, this has to happen because you know, like spoilers at the end, the multiverse opens up. So they, uh, they would have like a feel probably obligated to show that at some point, but yeah, uh, I, I, I loved it. Vinny, what, what did you think of the explanation? See again, like it's just so like he just did a, such a good job because like ignoring um the little statues, it's just him talking, and like he's just so just like the way he played the character was so captivating. Where it's just like, oh, I like your shoes, I like your pants. Like I once I got over the initial shock, it was like, oh wow, this guy's really cool, really engaging. But then when he starts talking about like. I brought peace. I brought order. Like you can see the the tangs of like kind of his darker side. So I was kind of amazed that he was able to be so captivating and like so you know engaging with just like his voice, just him describing this multiverse, and like you just get it like instantly. I also think it was a great explanation that we'll see probably in the future where it's. His explanation will, uh, I guess the way I see it in my head is we'll see it happening on screen. Jonathan, well, Nathaniel Richards, right? That's his mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, a future Nathaniel Richards that gets introduced into the MCU like as he starts time traveling. That's basically what his explanation is, is what we see on screen. Mm-hmm. Which would be great once they introduce like the multiverse war. Yeah, he we'll was, definitely see first contact, but I don't know about the rest of his story. Uh, I, I think he was so good, I completely forgot about Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, um, and uh, Sophia uh, yeah. uh, throughout the show without throughout their conversation, and I was I forgot I, the show was called Loki. Yeah, he was <laughs> like Jonathan Majors did such such a good job, and um, I think it 
this goes into the next point I have. I enjoyed the, and I called this, Ruben, not called this, I really wanted this last episode. I'm glad the crux of the whole episode was just them talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I mean, that's, it's what we said in for, uh, you know, WandaVision that we wanted, we all wanted more uh, mm-hmm. of Vision talking to Vision. Yeah. And this is what they gave us. And so we get this conversation <laughs> where uh, he, um, yeah, yeah. He who remains is just talking about. Look, this is what I've done, and he gives them the choice. Like, look, I I could be lying to you the whole time. You don't even know, like, uh, because like this goes into the whole Loki thing. Can y'all trust me? Am I trustworthy? Um, and so I liked how he talked about. Also, he mentioned it. He's like, look, we're all villains here, mm-hmm. and I, I appreciate that because it just shows. Like, just because he, you know, is in charge of this whole thing, doesn't mean he's a good guy. You know, he's got these ulterior motives. He just wants everything to be nice and dandy that he did it. Okay, I did this. I I made a timeline for all of you to thrive. If I wasn't here, you know, everyone would be getting killed all the time. But, you know, mm-hmm. I'm great. Yeah. So, I... It was so good, especially that line when he just, like, looks to the right and goes, you know, I've been fibbing this whole time. I knew everything that was going to happen until right now. Yeah, I have no idea yeah. what's gonna oh happen. Oh my god, that's perfect. Yeah. like his his fear and childlike yeah. glee in that one moment, mm-hmm. so good. Well, and then the camera work in that scene where it's just slowly pushing in and then stops when he's like, "We passed the threshold," and then starts pulling back out as he's talking about it. It's just mm-hmm. brilliant. Like that was just so well done. Yeah, and then he just drops uh, the apple. Oh my god, perfect. <laughs> I like, I, th- I thought it was really good. I-, I wonder how much of that scene was improv. Because there's a lot of stuff when he's talking about when he's like jumping on the table and stuff like so he came to kill the devil. And it's just like I wonder how much of this scene was just let's see how this goes. Um and so I think all of the Marvel shows so far has have been doing a great job of having like one person be the director for the whole show. Yeah. Like obviously you have different writers and everything and you know the sh- yeah. the show totally is different with each writer but I, I it's good that you have one directing vision behind all this. And I I thought it really did a good job. Kate Heron has done a fantastic job with the show. I think with this like much star power. I'm trying to see what else Kate Heron has done. She directed a few episodes of Sex Education. Uh she, she did something else with Sophie um, I heard an interview where, like, she specifically wanted uh, Sophie DiMartino because they worked uh, together in the past. Let me see. Uh, Flowers, I think it is. Five by five, daybreak. Yeah, either way. And so, what I want—I I thought directing was really good on this, and so. I like how this whole conversation, this whole exposition that he does, it's just, it turns into a, all right, I've said all my piece. Y'all go at it. It was kind of like a DM in that scenario where the DM's like, all right, let me, I lay out this scenario for you guys. What are we going to do? What are you going to do? And he just lets them just go at it and they just talk and stuff. Um, I thought that was really cool. I did like that look like, you know, you can't trust anybody. Um, Loki, can, can you trust this guy? Um... So I thought um, it felt really emotional when um, Sylvie and Loki were fighting each other. 
Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't just mindless action. It was like there is this. You're in my way. Like hold on, can we just stop and think about this? Um. So, uh, moving forward, we get to a point where, and I told Tessa I would do this because she was very excited when they finally locked lips and get, got a little smooching action in. She was very excited. She did scream. That happened because she she has been wanting that. Um, and I did like the, yeah, but I'm not you. And I was like, oh, shit. And she pushes him through. What did um, I say? I called it. Uh, what did you call? I said that he was that. We'll see it probably further down the line that Loki got backstabbed by uh, Sylvie. Yeah, well, well, figuratively, not literally. I not thought literally. she literally. I thought she was going to stab him in the back. Yeah, literally. I, I, well, I thought she was going to stab him with it when they kissed. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was going to happen. I'm like, no. And then she pushes him back. I'm like, okay, all right, okay. Um, that is a very so, low move. Yeah. yeah. So he gets pushed in. He's very sad. And then you know, Sylvie comes up and just stabs uh, he who remains. And then I enjoy the. <laughs> see you soon and then I just enjoyed the visual thing of just the the timeline is just cracked now mm-hmm. like you can literally hear the cracking um, and you can see it and it was just it was so pretty just all the lines just intersecting everywhere um, and the sky if you want to call it that um, so another thing I forgot to mention like uh, He Who Remains gave me some um, War Doctor vibes from the 50th episode, 50th anniversary episode, where he's like, you know what? I pushed the button ending all of this. Like, hey, I created that cloud monster thing in the sky. So I definitely got that feel as though he has seen a lot. So shout out again. Just shout out to Jonathan Majors for doing such a such a good job. And then Loki gets out there. He sees Mobius. Like, oh my God. Hey, so we did this stuff. Oh my God. You'll never believe what happened. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop, man. Who are you? Whoa, you're, just, you're just an you're just an analyst. <laughs> Why? And I was like, oh my god, we're doing it, we're in it now. Ah! And then you see we're in the TVA lobby, and there you see he who remains, but looks a little bit different. And if you read comic books and all that stuff, you'll notice that the statue was wearing Kang the Conqueror's outfit. Yep. Um so yeah, we're in a world where Kang is ruling. So I, what a fantastic way like a build up, because uh, I saw a bunch of people were complaining, you know, because like Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision, like even though like their finales may not have been the best, like it tied up everything. Like it was like, all right, that's it, it's over. Whereas this one, it was like it's cliffhanger. We got we finally got a cliffhanger with these shows. Yeah, and yeah. so and a confirmed season two. Yeah. Um. So, got some discussion questions here for you guys. Uh, what do you think? How do you think Kang the Conqueror is going to be? Because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that Kang the Conqueror is going to be the new bad boy. He's going to be the new yeah. overarching Phase Four villain, yeah. Phase Four, Phase Five, wherever we go with this. So, Ruben, we'll start with you. Where th- do, you, where do you think? I what's going to happen? I think he will be like you know the overarching villain for a couple of phases. Um, like Thanos, yeah, I think mm. he'll probably send in some variants just to see, like, just for us to see more um, Jonathan Majors 
kicking mm-hmm. ass in the role. Oh my god, I can't wait. Um, yeah, I, I think he'll he'll do some stuff and things. You know. Wow, yeah. do some stuff and things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kale, uh, what about you? What, what, how do you see yeah. Kang the Conqueror going for the MCU? I yeah, he's definitely the next Thanos type villain. I don't think most of his plans. I I think we get this intro into him. I don't know if like looking at all the things coming up. I don't know if he's gonna even appear until uh, till Watch or Watchmen <laughs> until Ant Man. Oh my god. Um, yeah, yeah. Until until season two of Watchmen on HBO. Hmm. Um, no, but uh, but yeah, like he's not really gonna. I, I think he might pop up here and there but I, I think in phase five they're going to solidify it and maybe say phase six they'll get rid of him if not in phase five but like because i i the the way i see this phase going is it ends with secret invasion and sort of the fallout of that because and then because uh, apparently I, I i see so many stupid like articles and i don't know if they're true or not but like apparently fantastic four is like the end of phase four um Technically, yeah. We're, we will we don't probably really get that movie 2024. Yeah, I but... Get, oh, but, no, yeah. Like, uh, Fantastic Four and Blade don't have a uh, an announced date yet, so... But I, I think uh, they said Blade no, but, Phase 4, right? I don't, I don't think they specified Phase 4 okay. yet. Uh, yeah, I, mean, no. I think we just well, know it's coming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, plus they have, like, I think three or four movies in 2023 that they haven't announced. They have the dates, but not the announcement, and, like, one of them... Like everyone thinks Blade is October twenty twenty three because they have that's the only that's the yeah. first time they've done an October movie. Right. So I could let but, it go. But but yeah, so it's it's definitely like like Secret Invasion and like the fallout of that I think is a big thing because I th- like like if I'm speaking honestly, I don't think Kang is like really going to be defeated till Phase Six because I think Secret Invasion is this phase and then Phase Five is the Dark Avengers. Oh my God. I know we've talked yeah. about Dark Avengers on the show, Ruben. I'm glad that so I'm glad that someone else understands how crazy Dark Avengers is going to be. We got Norman Osborn in the Iron Patriot suit. Which, which again, if they if they do Dark Avengers and like the multiverse, and they bring in they bring in Hugh Jackman for one last one, and then because spoilers, the Dark Avengers Wolverine is his son. So like. I, and sorry, I'm getting way off topic, but like, yeah. So, what was the question again? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't the, just like a the conquer going forward. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he. I think they they do like a big end game style thing with him in uh, in the end of Phase Six. I see Kane the Conqueror showing up probably post credit in Multiverse of Madness. I can see him like while all this <laughs> is happening, he just sits there on his chair or something like that, seeing what's going on. It's like, oh, these Avengers mm. or whoever, yeah. whatever our team is at the time. I still think they're going to be called the Avengers. Um, we got to deal with them. So, Benny, Kang the yeah. Conqueror, tell me tell me what you think going forward. What's it going to be? So, I was kind of shocked because, like, um, I, I kind of just assumed Phase 4 was going to be quiet and they were just going to build up to other stuff later. But now that we're here, um, I, I really only know the basics. I feel like Kang is going to be one of those things, um, again, like Stanley, where he'll pop in through phase four and five, but I don't think we're going to get like his, um, you know, his like big, big scheme until phase six, just because I don't know if he like, what we're halfway through now or so. I don't know. It just feels like way too early to, um, 
introduce this character just to have him be gone like in a phase like later. Oh yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he's too he's too big a deal. And I know that we uh, I think we mentioned it. I think I mentioned it last week or two weeks before that. Kevin Feige says they no longer want to do like the giant nine picture films yeah. for actors. So I don't think they signed Jonathan Majors on for that much. Um, and because I, I have no idea what his contract is right now, I, all I all I know is yeah. just it's Ant Man. So well, it, it's I don't think they're doing like the the big overall deals like as far as paying. I I think they have they have there's some they definitely have something in there where it's like no like we're gonna we're gonna sign you for these things, but if you go on to do anything else, we have priority over mm-hmm. that. Maybe, which is maybe. which is what the the point of the overarching deals is to be like no we signed you to a contract first so you gotta come do ours before you do something else maybe I I just I just hope that I know he said like it's just a thing where it's like hey come and do some stuff with us it's cool we we don't want to keep you here for you know fifteen years yeah. or something like that but like, if you want to come in make a movie make a TV show with us cool we like we just we want you here come come play in our playground for a little bit. And well, yeah, cause so because the main thing for me is like at least again like I've only know the basics like apparently the whole deal with Kang is just the fact that like he's the ant that won't die, so I do kind of like the idea of just like keeping him around as long as possible just because you're like oh cool we defeated and like and he comes back like two pictures later. Feel if you do like let's just say four or five films and then get rid of him, it just it does seem like a waste, especially again with the potential for him to just pop up in whatever movie he wants to, even if it's like a cameo, basically like I, I right now, I really do think it's going to be cool to see if they give him the opportunity to play multiple versions. Cause if it's just like he who remains and then Kang, and then that's it, that seems like kind of a waste in my opinion. For that's a good me, point right there. That's the power of time travel. You can literally go back in time and see come an Egyptian King. Well, hmm. I mean, Yes, but like, see if you failed, you know, Mm -hmm. in the future, you'll, you know, before you go back into the past, you can see if you go into the past, you to see if you failed. I got confused myself there. Uh, Basically, (laughs) you could see if you time travel to the past, you could see yourself fail in the future, uh, which or could like prevent you can come from 2023 to uh, 1950, whatever, and uh, have sex with your old girlfriend. That uh, that also that also works. Um, so uh, a few more things I have here. Uh, what just generally? How how would you want the multiverse to be explored? Not just like King the Conqueror, just like a broad strokes, like where we're at going forward with the MCU. Because I know Kevin Feige says there's going to be rules with the multiverse. So Ruben, where where? What do you personally want with the multiverse going forward? Uh, that's not related to uh, any movie coming out this year. Okay. Uh, before I get into that, Camp Final Mix is in the chat, and he says, I forgot where it was stated, but Marvel isn't doing multi-film deals, which we already talked about, uh, because they don't really need to, but I think Jonathan Majors will be an exception because the characters that's the character's whole shtick. Yeah. Yeah. Which... That, be... That's a good point from Cam. Yeah, yeah. that's a very good point. Um, um, yeah, um, mul- your your broad hopes, fears, <laughs> whatever for the multiverse going forward. I think it's already come to fruition. Like they've already described. Like Loki's whole thing was 
perfect, I guess. The way to introduce people to the multiverse with variants was perfection. I, I yeah. I, besides my Spider-Man theory, like that, that that's perfect. So uh, you have no wants or anything, like or I, anything. Like I already said before, like if Jonathan Major comes, uh, Jonathan Majors comes in, like. <laughs> every other movie i guess as the bad guy but not king the conqueror but it's king the conqueror just sending in very uh variants of himself as i guess cannon fodder or uh-huh. like to see if they actually succeed this is king the yeah, conqueror like, like... with a peg leg or mm-hmm. this is king the conqueror with you know well not even king the conqueror per se but like uh nathaniel richards like... eye patch king the conqueror <laughs> Like uh, uh, Nathaniel Richards that has like a scar, yeah, pretty much like yeah. literally anything you guys are saying would yeah. work. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. That's cool. Like I said, <laughs> I just don't want to hear that theory again. Like, I'm glad you brought that up, Eric, because I have an updated theory. All right, we will. We'll get to you. We're gonna get to that. I would like to hear our guest thoughts first on okay. multi. All right. So, uh, Kale, where do you? What would you like to see with the multiverse going forward? Uh. Uh, since since it's Disney, I want Raylo back, um, and I want I want you know I want a this, shitty this Space is, Jam with the this is not this is not cartoon. show this is not that kind of show so we're we're uh, oh. I can I only want, I want nineties X Men yeah we're only on <laughs> one crazy theory uh, no I, in reality I really want a like a like I hope at the end it like is just the Council of Kang versus the Council of uh, of Richards. Like I, I would love, I would love to see that where it's just like the good version of Kang is Reed Richards, and since the multiverse is open now, he can contact all his other stretchy that w- buds. That would be cool. That would be that. Awesome. That would be cool. So I, yeah. I, I am very excited because I know Kevin Feige says they haven't even started casting. I don't think on Fantastic Four. Like we won't hear yeah. about it for a long time. So I hope, I hope they get a good Reed Richards. Yeah, that's. You know, if you make uh, a yeah, they're probably not going to start pre-production until uh, until January of next year because of Spider-Man. Yeah, Ruben, you were going to say something. I said, you know who would make a great Reed Richards? Ian Griffin, even Griffith, whatever his name is. I'm no, kidding. Jonathan Majors. <laughs> hey, oh my God, it. he's King and Reed Richards. Yeah, why not? Oh, Michael B. Jordan is the Human Torch. Oh God, oh. no, no. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway. But, uh, <laughs> That is good. That would be cool, though, if he was Reed Richards as well. Yeah. Uh, that would be a lot on his plate, though. No, that would be a whole lot. No, I don't think so. Well, what is he going to do, Lovecraft Country Season 2? I don't think so. Oh. No, I uh, think it, what Eric Men was, like, acting-wise. I don't think it'll be a lot. Think... Like, that, that's a lot. No, like, if you're you playing the to... overarching bad guy and you're playing the leader of one of the most iconic teams in all of superheroes. We'll get into it later, but I have a theory on that. Okay. All right. Uh, Vinny, what, what about you? Let me hear some, what you want from the multiverse. Just honestly, at this point, just go ham with it. Like mm-hmm. the, the benefit that I've always had is, um, explaining a lot of, um, the MCU to my parents or uh, my, you know, aunt and uncle, like a lot, a lot of older people. It's always like, okay, no, this is like Andrew Garfield. No, this is like, I think the beauty of the multiverse is like, okay, it's all, it's all now. It all matters. Like just honestly, just go ham with it. Cool. The 90s show. Yep. The 90s show. That's canning. That's, that's also canon. Like just 
that would like it'd make it super simple to go cool they're all their own little things they're all they all matter like you don't have to go well like you don't have to have that caveats just, just go crazy with it at that point like mm-hmm. um i think we've talked about it before with um no way home just do the whole um what is it the um like the original casting like tom cruise is uh iron man and um what was it? John Krasinski is Captain America. Just, just go banat. Like, if you're gonna oh. do the multiverse, have fun with it. That would be wild. Um, so, everything but Venom is canon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the one. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, that Marvelous movie is in two Venom, months. Though. That movie is in two months. But anyway, I hope yeah. that we go to a multiverse where there are not that many Fire Emblem characters in a Smash Ultimate. So I hope we go there. <laughs> That's my happen. dream. Uh, no, no. Nicktoons um, is the is the alt Smash Ultimate of this I, universe. Um, I um, I hope that this is such a good way to tell stories, uh, and this is a good way to show off people's acting prowess. Because the thing is, well, I love like alternate universe multiverse stuff is some of my favorite stuff because it's just like a nice little tweak, little variation. And you know how Wanda or how Elizabeth Olsen just showed off her acting prowess with like, all right, this is how a 50s actor, 60s actor, 70s actor, this is how they acted in these sitcoms and stuff. And it just showed her range. Like with the multiverse right now, you're going to allow actors to show their range. Mm -hmm. Uh, But stuff like, oh, here's um, like if they ever brought back Chris Evans, which I don't think they're going to. It's just an example. Like here's how he would do Cap a little differently or something like that. And I think that's going to like the what if show. I think that's going to be really cool. Um, and so um, going forward, I hope just tell some cool stories. Tell some really cool stories. They don't have to be save the world every fucking time. It could just be an interesting story where what if... Uh, well, I guess we are doing what if. <laughs> <Never mind. laughs> I, got, I got wrapped up in my own thing there. Um, but yeah, I hope, I hope it's really cool. I hope it's... Um, don't go wild... For wild sake, I think like have it grounded in a cool story. Like the story should come first. Don't um, just because we can doesn't mean we shouldn't. Um, I, I heard that from somewhere. Um, <laughs> and so I, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see where we go because possibilities are endless. Um, so where do you guys think the Loki finale stacks up with the other two finales we've had so far? So Kale, I'm going to start with you this time. Uh, where do you think this show, this finale stacks up? It's it's my favorite of the three MCU TV shows so far. I uh, I enjoy it. It's not my favorite series, but of the MCU. But it is my favorite finale. Mm-hmm. Ruben, what about you? Yeah, Kale summed it up perfectly. I think WandaVision is my favorite series, but this had the perfect finale. Mm-hmm. Exactly, Vinny. That's what the about right you? answer. Uh, I'm I'm actually of the camp that I think the cliffhanger does affect it a bit. But it's still, like, I guess the main thing for me is, like, the thing I've always told people with the ending is, the reason I like the MCU compared to the DCEU is, you know, they do do the future setups, but all the stories are kind of self-contained. Loki's the first one where I do have this feeling of, okay, we'll see what this means. Like, we we don't know if it's going to be in... um, Doctor Strange or Loki season two or another show. Mm-hmm. So for me, it does have that feeling of this is cool, but we're not going to know what it means until, you know, a few projects later. Uh, but that being said, it definitely was the one that like got me the most emotional. Like, I, like 
the Wanda and the Falcon were fine, but they didn't have the hype or just the excitement that the ending has. So I ha- I definitely have to give it that. It's probably gotcha. the best ending. Um, I I agree with y'all. I think this is the best finale because, like I said in last week, the last two shows for me, the landings didn't really stick. Because, um, like for me, Falcon Winter Soldier was great, and then the finale was so bad for me because it's just <laughs> Bucky doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's why I didn't stick. Like for Sam, it's great, but can't call yourself Falcon and the Winter Soldier if you just like get rid of one. Um, so, and then Wandavision for me holds a special place because of Vishon. So I got no Vishon in this this episode. He could come back. Vishon could come back with the multiverse armor wars. Um, and so I think there were a lot of great moments in the WandaVision finale. I think like the Agatha Wanda CGI fight was a bit much, but like what we talked about earlier, Ruben, the ship of Theseus conversation. Yeah. I think that was exceptional. Like that was really good. If the whole episode would have been that, it would probably yeah. stuck as my favorite finale. But so yeah, far, like this one. This. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why this stuck. Like I'm talking like if it was just more vision and versus gotcha, vision gotcha. talking. Gotcha. So like we got that in this one cool. where it was just we're talking. That's all we're doing. We're not like, you know, trying to throw crazy magic at each other. We're just going to sit here, have a conversation, and you decide. Um, and so while WandaVision is still my favorite series, um, this one definitely has the best finale. Like, no question. This me has the best finale and the best first episode. No no contest. Um, so um, I'm really glad about that. So my last question for you guys. Um, going back... Going away from the MCU, going away from the MCU. We're still in the MCU, but going straight into just Loki season two. Where do you hope they go with season two? It's the only show that we have a season two confirmed. And so, uh, Vinny, I'm going to start with you this time. Where where would you see them like to explore with season two? Go ahead. I think a thing that me personally, like, kind of going back to the oh god why did i forget his name jonathan majors um the kang thing i i enjoyed the the aspect of the show i did enjoy the most was like the whole doctor who element of like allowing us to hop around um so for me the main thing is like it doesn't have to necessarily be the multiverse but i do like that aspect of like going to different places and getting different you know things for the characters to bounce off of and like just seeing them explore new spaces, so that like that's the main thing for me is I want to keep that aspect. Yeah, that, that's that's good because I was thinking that maybe like in the first episode of season two, he's stuck like Loki is stuck in this new reality, and then maybe Sylvie comes through, pulls him out, gets him back in the I don't know the main one now. Is there really a main one anymore because it's all broken and everything? Um, so um, is that what that, the MCU timeline is? Yeah. Oh, okay. What'd you say, is that- um, Ruben? The well, the MCU, uh, I guess, yeah, timeline is six one six or m- wait, multiverse. I thought Marvel Comics was six one six. Yeah, really, I could have sworn that. It was I think this one was like, I think it's like four. Because oh, even, yeah, even was it? Um, Mysterio was that he was from six one six. So, um, hey Siri, what is the fuck? So anyway, <laughs> like, I, I think that to Siri. Yeah. yeah, I see what you mean, Vinny. Like that would yeah, be no. really cool. I'm oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Continue. That would be really cool. Um, just like in the first episode, he gets pulled right back out of this one have, after having a little adventure. They're like, oh my God, what's happened? I don't know what happened. And so, and then they start exploring. So that, you're onto something. I think that could be really cool. That's a really good idea. Um, Ruben, uh, where would you like to see them go with season two? 
Uh, sorry, just to confirm that Mysterio says the MCU continuity exists on Earth 616. Um, okay. I would like... But, well, he also uh, just made all that shit up, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so I, I, I found lucky. it. It's one, it's one, and then five nines. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So it's one, nine, 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 nine. That's the MCU timeline? Okay. Yeah. Yes. All right, cool. Okay. We'll take that. Um... If we're dealing with multiverse stuff, I would like to see a scene of the quintessential Spider-Man meme of a whole team of TVA agents pointing at themselves as variants, like just standing in the streets as pointing at themselves, like what the hell's going on here? Um, I would also like to see why we didn't really touch on why Sylvie was picked up, Mm -hmm. why she was a variant. So let's touch on that more we'll see um i don't know i think it, it maybe loki is the head of the tva now or like not the head of the tva but like working with his mobius to be the head of the tva and then you're just tracking down um sylvie just as mm-hmm. because she destroyed literally the whole thing so that'd be great um Cam wrote down here. He's like, I don't, I, I DK exactly what uh, to expect in Loki season two, but I hope that he is stuck in that timeline for a while. It's likely that it won't happen oh, so be- because Loki will likely show up in Doctor Strange two. But still, there, there is speculation that Loki. I don't know if Marvel's officially said it yet, but they said that Loki probably is going to show up in Doctor Strange. Yeah, I, I saw a bunch of uh, of people like, I guess doing posters for uh, Multiverse of Madness, and it's just Loki, Wanda, and Doctor Strange on the the poster, which would be pretty awesome. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Um, I hope that sounds a little too crowded for me. I hope Loki is yeah, just no, in no. for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I hope I hope the main is oh. uh, Wanda and Doctor Strange. I hope that's the main partnership. But, yeah, I obviously love Loki, like, coming into it, have... You know, Doctor Strange come in through one of the portals, got his music on, has his eyes closed, opens up, sees what happened. Ugh, and again. it's like Loki and Wander sitting there like, what did you do? Well, well, <laughs> I just got well, back from vacation. Well. Uh, so, uh, Kale, where would you like to see them go with season two? I would really love it to open up with Loki just trying to, like, going through different doorways to find Sylvie mm-hmm. and, like, like and then eventually he runs into his Mobius who finally recognizes him, mm-hmm. and like, then they like go back to the TVA, which I, I think that's like the first ten minutes. Gotcha. What I would like to see is is just him like, like him all stressed out, has like a five o'clock shadow and looks very tired, but he's just been searching for Sylvie the entire the entire uh, after I, I what I guess is Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Oh. I will say this. I would love a variant of Loki that looks like Cass from Supernatural where he's got like the tan trench coat on. He's like maybe smoking a cigarette or drinking some coffee. I think that'd be a cool look. I would like that. That would be awesome. Um, so another thing I think we should like the whole Renslayer thing, how it just ends off. It's like, oh, I'm going to go find Free Will. Okay. Um, yeah, that whole time storyline was just weird. Um, I think that was probably one of the weakest storylines um, yeah. this yeah. show. Um, because it's so hard. You got six episodes, you got Tom Hiddleston, you got all these people, and it's just, it's really hard to find a good sub-story sub, sub story that um, fits 
and is done really well. All um, you needed to do was just put her like before they got to the door, or like before they met with He Who Remains. Just put her in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Have them like have a conversation that we don't see. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, all right. So we're going to be winding down things here, but it looks like uh, Mr. Guerrero has something he wants to share with the class. So you have the floor, my friend. Um, so I'm going to save my updated Spider-Man theory for uh, next episode. <laughs> no, you can, you can go now. No, no, now. because I have another theory that uh, oh my God. our introduction. I do have two, but I'm saving Spider-Man for next episode. So our yeah. introduction to Reed Richards. Hopefully the trailer comes out. Yeah, hopefully. Well, fingers crossed. It's got, it's got to be soon. This uh, is why they wait. I called it. This is why they've waited for Spider Man. Yeah, but I think they're waiting gonna, for this. You know what? They're what I think it's going to happen. They're going to just release it with Venom two. We're going to get the trailer for Spider Man I mean, three months. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's it's Sony is responsible for all the advertising. Yeah. So, so yes, that's exactly how you get people yeah. to go see this. You movie. would think though, if it was Sony, they want people like to show that, hey, look, we still have the Spider Man. But you think they would have done a trailer already? No, that's how like, they get up, people to see we're this five movie. Months. We're five months. So you're saying they're gonna like, hey, come see Venom two. We'll have the exclusive Spider Man trailer. Yes, before. it's like they did with Tenet. That the first trailer for Tenant was only for I forget what movie it was, but you could only see the trailer in mm-hmm. uh, if you went to go see that. Movie. But who really wants to see Tenant? I mean, oh, yeah. right? oh my god, <laughs> Chess Kiss, Christopher Nolan, just oh my god, keep going. You know, everybody was hyped for that trailer, but when the movie came out, everyone was not hyped for it. So we were in a pandemic. <laughs> that doesn't count. Either way, I still have not seen Tenet, so oh I, have, my God. I have no idea. Eric, I'll, um, I'll, lend, I'll lend it to you. Anyway. I'll, um, I'll, it's on HBO Max. I'll just watch it there. Oh, no, but you got to see it in 4K, buddy. Like, just... Anyway. Um, on my 1080p TV. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly think that Reed Richards will get introduced uh, at like the end of a, of a variant of Kang or Nathaniel Richards is dying and he's like in a crowd of people and he just grabs onto somebody and he turns around and it's Reed Richards. That is wild. I gotta say, like, my love for the Fantastic Four has definitely grown since I started reading Ultimate Fantastic Four because, you know, I really, really did not like, obviously, most people did not like the 2005 and 2007 Fantastic Four movies. Um, You do? Yeah. I mean... I mean, it's we got better a worse than the 2015, of... isn't it? Yeah, okay. we got a worse version. those are okay. I have, I have completely forgotten about Fan Forstick. So, um, yeah, Fan Forstick. So, I okay. You know what? You got me there. You got me there. Because what well, happens when rubber is super cooled, Ruben? Chem 101. They had two Chem 101 classes that movie. So, anyway, um, yeah. all right. That is the season finale of Loki. I want to thank everyone for joining us today. So right now, we're going to start with some plugs. So, Kale, we're going to start with you first. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me streaming most days, hopefully, um, at twitch.tv slash hopefully today, uh, if I'm lucky. Uh, but uh, also follow me on... Uh, at Kale Del Ryder on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. All right. Uh, Vinny, what about you? Where can people find you? 
Uh, most of, uh, well, like Ruben said, I do the PlayStation Plus podcast. I'm very behind. I'm working on it. Uh, but when I'm not working on that, I'm doing streams. Uh, most days of the week, uh, Viral Vinny over on Twitch. Viral Vinny, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those fun places. Good stuff. Sorry, I was, I was looking <laughs> at Twitter. Someone said something. Um, someone said something on Twitter. Shocker. <laughs> really? That's, that's weird. Sorry, Sorry I was... Uh, Wolf Among Us is on sale right now, so obviously I'm telling everyone to play the best Telltale game. So that's, that's <laughs> I own that one on so many platforms. Yeah, that I'm, like, the best Telltale no. game it doesn't exist. Yeah, it does. No. Wolf Among Us is definitely the best Telltale game. Telltale it's not even close. It definitely is. Telltale Batman. Telltale Batman is really good, but it does not even come close to Wolf Among Us. Wolf Among Us is the best. Anyway, Ruben, where can people find you? You can find me on the interwebs at that guy tuesday uh you could find, you could find uh the channel on twitch.tv slash penultimate conquest where we are doing a 12-hour stream to commemorate our one-year anniversary that birthday i'm confused on to the terminology we, yeah we will be here we, we're almost been a year yeah i can't remember what was well, our first episode our, jeez uh, the first episode was uh xbox uh, Xbox showcase. showcase, yes. Yes, that's right. I remember. I think it was the oh, 23rd. I think the 23rd was 22nd, our... 22nd. 22nd? Okay. Yes. So, um, August 1st, we're doing a 12-hour stream. Uh, so, come join us. Have fun. Probably going to get drunk. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. So, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, all right. Uh, you can find me at Eric C. Ginn on Twitter. Um, I'm rambling about a bunch of stuff. Uh, like Wolf Among John Cena's back. In wrestling. Uh, it, it was fun. I like John Cena. I prefer John Cena and The Rock over The Rock, actually. Um, so that's my take. Um, but anyway, Eric C. Get on Twitter. I will, you know, be here for Marvel Mondays Initiative. That's where most of my stuff is going when it's not, you know, getting ready to be a dad in three months. So, um, yeah. Shit. So, yeah, we got a bunch of cool stuff going forward. Um, so next week we're going to do Loki season in review. Yes. Is that what we're doing next week? Yeah. yeah, we're gonna do Loki season in review. And then the week after that, we're going to get back on the whole MCU rewind, um, where we get back to the final movie of phase one. We're going to talk about the Avengers. I'm really excited about that. And then we'll have to decide how we're going to do. What if, if we're going to do what if, I think um, what if will just probably be episodic too. Not so we're gonna do episodic for what if? Yeah, but just no seasons. There's like ten episodes. Yeah. So either like way, not you know a lot long. I see them being like thirty minutes a piece. Yeah, so, um, yeah, no, for sure. And then yeah, we'll have a lot of MCU content going forward because um, you know MCU is pretty crowded until the rest of the year. End of the year, so we got what if? Then we got Shang Chi. Then we got Miss Marvel. Then we got Hawkeye. Then we got Spider Man. So we'll be here. With all your MCU fun stuff and everything. So, from all of us here at the Penultimate Conquest and Marvel's Monday's Initiative, Excelsior. Yeah, but Eric, what if Spider Man actually, you know, does it? <laughs>